0: Welcome to New Tech, the podcast where we focus on founders and the people crazy enough to follow them. I'm your host, Robert Rich.
1: I'm Michael Memsick. I'm the co-founder, CEO of Sinitas Brewing Company. Today's episode has a few
0: swear words, and if you'd like to make the program feel more interactive and you're over 21, we discuss and drink these four Sinidas Brewing beers, Citrus Lager, Cherry Cezanne, IPA, and Black IPA. I'd recommend heading to your local liquor store, or if you're in Boulder, Colorado, to the Sanitas Brewing Tasting Room. Either way, remember your headphones and enjoy the show. How do you go from an idea to a brand, right, to actually being on shelves? Brute force and
1: ignorance? No. No. For me, in particular- Explain,
0: because I'm sure that's actually
1: true, right? So at 19 years old, I started homebrewing while at the University of Colorado at Boulder. I uh, fell in love with beer and said, I'm gonna own a brewery someday. And all my friends said, this is gonna be the greatest thing ever. We're gonna go to a brewery and drink for free. Awesome. And a pile of them do. Um, I started working at Oscar Blues while I was still at CU and spent a year there as they just had opened doors. And after my time there, I spent nine years at Boulder Beer and really dedicated my entire adult life to beer. Um, So let's pause for a second. Yeah. What's the beer that I have in my hand? The beer you have in your hand is our citrus lager. This is our most recent canned release beer. Can I smell
0: it? Like, is that like, how does somebody appreciate beer?
1: So the majority of your flavor is going to come from smell. it smell has a ton to do with everything that you're tasting, experiencing, et cetera, et cetera. And so I smell the citrus and the- ci- you Smell a hint of citrus. Which is- And this is distinctly lager. So you're gonna smell lager yeast as well. On this beer, it's gonna come off a little bit bready, um, like What does that bread. mean? What is bread? Like literally bread? Like bread, like loaf of bread, yep, okay. Um, yep. How about a cheers? Cheers. I like this beer because it's got like, and this is gonna sound ridiculous, I'm gonna say this more times dank notes the hop profile in this beer is very floral and earthy i'm not
0: i don't get a lot of bubbles is it it, it's not again i apologize for my ignorance it's not flat right no but there's not like that bubbly this is not
1: overly carbonated yeah
0: is that intentional is that yes so how do you what's that mixture how do you determine
1: how much what the floral scent is how much hops like these are the recipes So, what we're starting with is a plan or an idea um, for the beer that we want to have, and then we go through the entire brewing process from selecting what grain we're going to use. That's a combination of malted barley and wheat. This beer doesn't happen to have any wheat in it. This is all based on barley. We're very particular about our ingredients, so one of the things that separates us, we are 100% organic barley. Um, we don't make a big scene out of this, this is a selfish decision. Um, our co-founder and myself, Chris and I believe that this is the right thing to do. This is the way we shop and this is the way we want to live our lives. Um, it's not as much about the end consumer as it is about us. That's awesome. Um, so, so going back to- Back to grain. Yeah. Grain and water. So we're going to play games with temperature right in the beginning. Um, We're going to end up between 151 and 153 degrees of a mash, kind of like brewing coffee. Okay. And then we're going to extract water through that mash bed, similar to coffee, and then we're going to boil that wort. Wort is unfermented sugar water. So once we're boiling, we're going to add hops at all different times throughout that process. The hops that are being added are going to add bitterness, aroma, and flavor. And then at the end, we'll do some dry hopping games if we choose, similar to our IPA and Black IPA, to give even a bigger hop punch.
0: So you're in school, you're brewing yourself, you come out of school, you
1: have jobs at other breweries. Yep. What's the transition to, fuck, I can do this? I don't know that the transition for me was as much as I can do this. The transition was, this is what I've been waiting for. I can't not do this. So you've got the passion the whole time since um since i can remember since i started home brewing i knew that i i needed to try this what does what does try this mean it started with uh graduating from college an out-of-state student at cu with a relatively expensive very expensive degree under my belt and telling my parents i'm gonna be a brewer and make nine bucks an hour what's the degree in uh communication okay yeah Me and the football team. Nice. And I talk at CU a lot, too, and they they hate it when I speak because I'm a great example, but, like, I don't give class enough credit. I give alcohol, skiing, and culture all the credit for what I love about that university, but that's another. Yeah, that's a whole other story. So, um, tell your parents you're going to make $9 an hour, and they think you're an idiot. But... For me, it was, I'm going to keep trying this until it fails me. And the longer I've spent in this industry, the more passionate I am about it. The more I've learned about the process of making beer, the ingredients of beer, and now running a business. Um, Creating a place where a year and a half ago we had four employees and today we have 22 employees. That's awesome. Spreading beer around is just a ton of fun. We're going to try the
0: next one in just a moment. Yep. How do you sell beer? Brutal. What does that mean? Uh, Boots on the pavement. So it's literal hand-to-hand combat. Hand-to-hand combat. So you walk into a liquor store and you're like, Ooh, try my beer. Like, what does it look like? Exactly.
1: Come on. But try and hold back the tears. Um, walk into a liquor store, uh, try to find the person that you need to speak to as quickly as possible, attempt to sample them on beer and try to convince them to start buying and then reselling your beer.
0: Can you hire a salesman and pay commission, like through those days, or is it really the yes. founders have to do this?
1: Started off with me doing all sales, all delivery, and then running the business. Um, this was too much for my plate, so we now have three sales guys, a delivery driver, and are in the process of moving to full distribution networks in other locations as well.
0: So I get it from a software standpoint. What those transitions are? What are they from a beer company? So at how many cases roughly are you doing it? And then when do you transition to, oh God, I got
1: to have a salesman. This is too much. Like is case the right metaphor for that? It was when I destroyed my left knee and I was unable to walk Ooh. for six months that we needed that screws to hire somebody. Up, uh, skiing. Yeah. ACL, LCL meniscus. One afternoon. Um, Just carrying beer or? Being a tough guy. Softball.
0: So, so not actually even at work then per se. So you just had nope. a life event happen and you're like, oh God, okay, what do I do? I can't do part of my job.
1: So hire somebody. Okay. So you transition. He's better at that job than I am at that job. And I can out, I can outsell him at the time, but I can focus on other things. So I can continue to grow the business and do a better job at neglected tasks. He runs sales, I step away one leads to the next, now there's three sales reps, we'll be hiring more in the not too distant future, and just keep that ball rolling. That's awesome, what should we try next? The second recipe that we developed as a company, um, it's a fun, bright, lively, it's not overly funky, we don't add spices, it's a it's a poor man's saison. And when I say poor man, I mean that saisons were originally developed in Belgium and France so that peasants could finish a day and be paid in beer. So spend the day working in the field and you get a pint or two at the end of the day, depending, depending upon how good you are at your job. And it's likely a Saison.
0: The aroma is so different.
1: Yes. So now this beer, we take our regular Saison and we add organic Balaton cherries. The Balaton cherry originally is from Balaton Lake, which is outside of Hungary. I don't know a ton of history about this cherry, but what I do know is that it's not super sweet. It's not like a Bing cherry where you want to put it in a cocktail. It's pretty tart it's very acidic. And so we add that to this beer to kind of complement the acidity of the beer. And then also give it a fruit profile without blasting you with fruit. Um, we also we try very hard with all of our fruit infused beers to not get syrupy. I feel like sometimes a fruit beer will taste fake, often because they're using chemicals to give you a fruit profile, or it will start to get thick, almost like a cough syrup thickness. So we try really hard to keep this bright, light, drinkable, and lightly fruity. Um, this is our summer seasonal. It's just coming to the end of its season. And so it's a different color than the last beer. It's pink. And is that from the from fruit the cherries. from the cherries? Oh, yeah. We're starting to put in our order for next year now for cherries, and we'll be between one and two 55-gallon drums of organic cherry concentrate. I'm going to taste. I don't know if everybody in the audience has it, but cheers. Cheers to you, sir.
0: Wow, so different.
1: Yes, the saison yeast is the story there. Um, saison yeast is bright; it's funky. Uh, funky, is such
0: an—it does feel funky. Like, what is that? It is funky. What does that
1: mean? Like, to me or to you? I, I, it yeah. doesn't mean I'm, I'm like so ignorant here. So I'm wanting to. To me, funky is um, is going to have a lot of, of interesting, unique, bright flavors. But when I think about things, beers especially that are funky, I'm going to start to taste. Belgian like characters, and then a little bit more into when I say Belgian like characters, things that are going to start to pair well with cheese, things that are going to have bubblegum flavors, things that are going to have grassy flavors, and really get off of a standard palate. So, a lager and an ale, traditionally, like the IPA that we're going to drink next, is brewed with a yeast that was created out of San Diego. Real, light, classic American-style yeast. Very similar to mild, easy British strains of yeast. We're not getting a ton of flavors out of that. We're going to get fruity flavors, and that's about it. I, I love the passion, right? Like, so startup folks in the audience,
0: like, listen to like, the details and every single piece of this as he's describing it, right? Like, my mouth is watering. Um, what's also interesting is like, as I'm tasting it and as you're describing it, those notes are actually coming out. Like, you're saying bubblegum, and I'm actually tasting bubblegum. Yeah, Yeah, it's really awesome. It's there. I'm doing another taste. Um, So you've got three salesmen today. Um, You've got a delivery driver now. Yep. We've got a brand up behind us that those on the radio aren't going to hear, but we've got a brand. Yep. You've got a physical establishment. Yep. Did the two of those come at the same time? Did you like open the establishment as well as selling? We
1: opened with cans three weeks after our grand opening. So we came in to... Uh, What you're seeing a lot of startup breweries do today is They're opening a tap room. They're starting with a small facility. They grow their tap room presence They start putting a handful of kegs into the market and then they follow up with a can or bottle usually trickling in and then progressively growing it bigger Um, We came in a little bit more aggressive started out with cans out of the gate cans and draft out of the gate to accounts throughout the territory so really kind of you know, went, went in headstrong. And what's the equipment, what's the capital expenditure
0: here like? And, and as you're growing, like where do you start? And then roughly where does it go?
1: Uh, capital's enormous. Um, it's very difficult to get a brewery off the ground uh, for less than a million dollars. And at a million- What's the capacity? At a million dollars, you're tiny. You're tiny. Uh, you can probably produce in the ballpark of 1,200 barrels at most. A barrel is 31 gallons. So like the big keg that you're used to seeing, two of those, one barrel. Wow. So you spend a million dollars and you can produce very little and you can generate then very little revenue, especially with guys like... Anheuser-Busch, you might have heard of them. Who? Um, yeah, um, they're buying people at an alarming rate, and what they're also helping to do is drive pricing down. So the liquor store gets to buy something at a much cheaper price. They still make theirs. Liquor store bars are now making more, and guys like me are drowning. So. Um, so so there's there's a price sensitivity in here as well, like as you're trying to because big time. So if I was big to time.
0: buy one of these other a six pack of one of these other beers i'm roughly mm-hmm. going to spend 4 bucks 6 bucks for a pint or for a six pack let's say a six pack about 10 bucks no i'm saying not you for like if i'm anheuser busch if i'm buying coors or pbr or like these well mass now is what you're going to be
1: buying is you're going to start buying what looks like craft beer but is not craft beer because these are craft brewers who have sold to anheuser busch
0: i'm not even going there yet i'm saying like so if i go mass six market six
1: pack of budweiser maybe 7 bucks
0: Okay, and so then you as a small time producer, you're at what price point?
1: 10 bucks. Their margin is probably two and a half times mine. Wow,
0: okay, so how big do you need to be in order to compete with the big
1: guys? So when I was first interviewed about that question, first being asked about that question from investors and mentors, the answer was, you know, as, as big as we can and the sky is our limit, we can do whatever we want to do. And today I think I have a, um, hopefully it's a more mature approach to what we're looking at. I'm most interested in building a brand and building an environment, uh, building a product that supports itself and allows itself to get better. There is so much more that we can do within quality control with more different varieties and really growing what we're doing and increased volume and increased revenue allows us the opportunity to do those things in play. Um, we came in pretty aggressive though, um, in terms of space, in terms of experience, we are looking to grow the brand, um, and to grow the brand significantly. We're looking at out of state markets currently and we, we want to be a player, um, to become a regional brewer would be awesome, phenomenal and attractive to be a national brewer sounds amazing. Um, but I have like 14 volumes of really thick books to learn about before we can even talk about what a national brewer is. I've done some decent raises, but like, I look at the people who are large regional brewers who are building 30 to $50 million breweries. I've never raised 30 to $50 million. Um, I've never but going in, you hadn't raised money before either, right? So each of these is like,
0: as you move up the An incremental ecosystem. System. Yeah, Yep. Um, and, and I know you've been great because we've talked in the past like of reaching out to mentors, right? Yep. And, and finding the people that have the experience. I think that's For one sure. of the things I've enjoyed from our conversations in the past is, y- you're so passionate, right? And you wanna do it right, but you also wanna do it your way. Correct. What are we gonna taste next? IPA. Awesome. All right, so I'm gonna smell it first. And is it weird? Like, if I'm sitting at the bar, it's like this, is it weird to have someone
1: smell? Like, do they swirl? Like, how I'll does somebody never, sample beer? Well, so, like, the reason we smell things starts off about safety. Like, you don't want to put something that's poisonous into your body. Like, okay. But alcohol's poison at some level. Yeah. The right S- kind of poison. <laughs> um, the good kind. The... <laughs> To me, aroma is really important because you want to know what you're doing. So when you talk about judging beer or when we're in a a QC-minded drinking experience, look first. What am I looking at? Is this filtered? Is this unfiltered? Are there chunks in it? Is it cloudy? What's going on? What are my colors? So what am I expecting out of my appearance?
0: So so walk me through. We've got an IPA here.
1: It's an IPA. So I would call this kind of a golden, dark golden to light amber in color. This is clearly filtered. You can see right through that glass. Yep. You don't see any chunks or any cloudiness to it. Um, we filter all of our beers. All of our packaged beers are filtered. Um, so that's your first, your first cue. What? And what am I? Do expecting? I swirl
0: it? Is it like a wine? Is that? Is there? Value yeah, if you want to,
1: and then get your nose all deep in there. Are there techniques that I should be going for? There's techniques, and we can geek out. But I think we need another. We need an need hour for that. Okay, so yeah. we won't go that far. We'll do it another time. So I'm just going to smell it. So you want to smell it. And this isn't like when you're tasting a whiskey, for instance, you want to breathe openly and let it come through your mouth, the air over your mouth to feel some of that burn. You don't necessarily need that. If you get into a really boozy beer, that's kind of a fun thing to do. But this isn't that. This is a 7% beer. Um, This is Percent means what? 7% ABV, alcohol by volume. Okay.
0: And is that high,
1: low, medium? That's pretty standard for an American IPA. We're right in the middle there. Okay. Most of these are falling six to eight. So I, I almost feel like I smell something hops. in here, right? Is that the hops this that I'm is smelling? The aroma okay. here is dominated by hops. This is two predominantly two different types of hops that you're smelling. One, you're smelling a classic American hop, which is called Seven Seas or Falconer's Flight. Seven Seas is a blend of seven different classic American hops. So a classic American hop is generally going to be citrus forward and floral. Citrus and floral are kind of the two defining characteristics of American hops all coming out of the Yakima, Willamette valleys of Washington, Oregon area. Then we also are using a hop in here called Topaz. Topaz is a cousin of Galaxy Hop. Galaxy is kind of a sexy hop right now and both of those are Australian. What makes it sexy? It's hard to get and really expensive. Yeah. Okay. Why is Tesla sexy? <laughs> Hard to get. Really expensive. Um, so to me, it is the Galaxy Hop is, um, has had a lot of publication and all these brewers are trying to get it. And then Topaz is a little bit less known of a hop that we're using in this beer. What makes topaz really cool and what makes Australian hops in general really cool is they are completely unique. The soil or the terroir, similar to when we're talking about wine, of that region is producing floral, not as citrusy, floral notes, melon notes, and then like an overall dankness. And to me that dankness is earthy, almost dirty but not, and not like dirty cellar like grandma's basement, but like, clean earthy. Where do these terms come from? I mean, come on. Uh, Dankness, right? Like, Is that actually a word? Yeah. Oh yeah. We're describing
0: beers that way. Alexa, define dankness. Hmm. I'm not sure what you meant by that question. (laughs) She needs training. (laughs) Yes. She needs beer training, which we're giving her right now. Um, So let's taste it. Yeah. Bitter. Floral. It is
1: bitter. Yeah. It's not funky though. Now you understand. Why? Yeast. We're using an American ale yeast here. Um, This yeast particular is called San Diego Super Yeast, Um, and it it, is—it's—it's mild. It's fruity. It's designed to ferment aggressively. It isn't going to throw a lot of bright funky flavors. It's designed to be clean and really let your malt and hops tell the story. It's so interesting like when I think about beers and I'm again I'm so ignorant here
0: like I, bright is definitely a word that usually comes mm-hmm. to my mind right like they're mm-hmm. usually bright there and, and this has so much flavor and so much depth to it
1: That's um, fascinating. Yes. So this beer is also designed to be distinctly malty. Um, a lot of the IPAs that you're seeing especially this side of the country West Coast IPAs um, are are putting a level of hops to the beer that is, is dominating what you taste. You're getting hops first and last. It is, the whole story is about hops. And although I love these beers um, as a consumer, that's not what we're designing here. What we really want to design here is a balanced beer. So this is malt forward. It's gonna have some distinct sweetness it's going to stay on your palate for a little bit, but it's not going to linger all night. You're not going to taste this on your drive home. I, I could tell you from just
0: enjoying beer, this it's fucking good. I'm enjoying the hell out of tasting this stuff, so I would
1: start there. It is. Um, there's a lot of great beer in the market, though, right now. I mean, there is There's phenomenal beer in the market. And um, so you. what's really exciting and also terrifying about being a brewer is that's not enough um you have to make great beer you have to tell a great story you have to do the right things you have to associate with other great brands you have to be involved with phenomenal charities and you have to engage with people that's why i'm sitting here right now is you know you sit down in front of a group of people i'm a founder who goes to 30 to 50 beer festivals a year they're punishing Like, I can't tell you how many parking lots I've stood in to pour the exact same beer that I've poured God knows how many times to answer the same, like, oh, what's an IPA? You know, like (laughs) bite my tongue and try and have an experience because (laughs) I might engage with that guy or that woman and they might be a fan for life and I I want to tie that back to so again
0: startup lesson in here right like you you get a customer you want loyalty we had someone present earlier you've got to hold them right and so as a founder your job is to be that advocate and as you're now transitioning to being more that CEO role right are you Mm -hmm. losing that are you passing that on like how do the ambassadors represent that
1: it's I, I think about this every day I need to pass that on to my staff and to my leaders and not just pass on my voice and my character personality because I'm the asshole that none of them want to be. Um, But to pass on the tools to let them be excited about our brand, what we're doing and why we're doing it for reasons that are more than just what I can provide. Um, I, I hope to be the, the the teacher and the facilitator of what we're doing and why we're doing it and pass on really cool stuff. And we look for great people. And one of the things that is so awesome about beer is there's no money in the game. <laughs> what does that mean? Wait, wait, what do you mean there's no money? Why are you doing well, it? To barely make a living, but people are passionate. Like people are coming out with degrees, they're educated, they're smart people, and they're willing to work in a factory and make 12 bucks an hour, or 20 bucks an hour, and be proud of the fact that they get to say, I'm a brewer. And so, so let's tie that back
0: then. We've got a lot of policy coming up to oh, yeah. uh, minimum wage insurance issues oh, yeah. coming up. How are you handling that? What does that mean to the price of the beer? What does that mean? So as a small business? I got to make more beer. Yeah. (laughs) I got to make more beer so I can pay better salaries. And is that a, is that, especially being you guys are so mission driven, do you pay above standard now?
1: We're, we're right on par with the industry. Great. All
0: right. What do we taste next? Now we're
1: drinking our black IPA. So we're getting your dark beer. What's the interesting IPA and black IPA? Look at your glass. Yeah. Your question has been okay. answered. So, I was
0: actually asking a different question. I guess I was going, What's the difference between like a dark yes. beer yes. and a black IPA? Great question. That, that's where so, black
1: IPA starting. in this instance is brewed like an IPA, but we're using what's called a debittered black malt. Debittered black malt is going to provide the color and the depth that you're going to see from a porter or a stout, but it's not going to give us quite the same roast and um, burnt coffee notes that will. Appropriately get out of a porter or a stout. So what we're still gonna get is deep caramel notes. I often think about uh, Right when you start to cook sugar and right as you're starting to get caramel the way that mm-hmm. Smells is to me a lot of the ways that this tastes we're drinking this black mm-hmm. IPA I'm same thing same yep. techniques always look, kind of at, look at it first mouth look at it first.
0: Let's see what first I can't see through it.
1: That's okay. Should I be concerned in that context? Stylistically appropriate. Next is smell. So this we're gonna get a little bit more piney notes where we got like some melon and quote-unquote dank notes. To me, I'm getting more citrus, floral, but I also get a piney note out of this.
0: I'm struggling, like to me, it's really similar to the Mm -hmm. IPA. Like it has very similar notes to it. I don't know if those in the audience that have it have a similar feeling. It's like just as a subtlety Mm -hmm. that's different, but overall, and that's part of the goal similar. of this beer. We don't want this to okay. smell
1: really roasty, really Porter Porter like. We don't want this to come and blast you in the face with those rich roast notes. We want them to be subtle. And so I'm, I'm
0: starting to see a trend, right? The things that it feels like many of the things that you guys are going for, there's a bit of complexity. Yep. There's a bit of elegance that's Absolutely. to it. You're not trying to hammer people yep. over the head. Drinkability. And is that the general? So if I was to talk about
1: Cenitus, would I use those terms? Yes. And we take pride in that. Um, we want to be exploring styles. We want to be challenging your palate, but in a welcoming way. We don't want we want you to explore black IPA and Cezanne, which you may be more accustomed to amber and pale ale but we want you to be slightly challenged on your palate, but we want it to be comfortable. We want it to be welcoming. We want it to be, I don't want to say easy cause that's not right. We want it to be drinkable. We want you to enjoy one or two of these. We don't want to, we're not trying to produce beers that are just going to wow the shit out of you because it attacked your palate. That's that there, there's great breweries who are doing that and they're making some incredible beers. That's not who we're looking to be. We're looking to provide multiple servings of interesting beers. All right, should we taste? I'm going to cheers again. All right, I spilled it all down the front of my shirt. Luckily, you have a black shirt on. Yeah, I do.
0: It's really delicious. I like it, at least for me, it's a little bit deeper Mm -hmm. than the IPA. The IPA was a little, I don't know the right word for it, but, but this gets to those... The hints of what I like from a flavor right. standpoint, like I'm, you're a coffee I taste drinker, that aren't you? A little bit of coffee. I had, uh, yes, I do yeah. like coffee, and you like dark chocolate. No, I like milk uh. chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind dark chocolate, but I like a really good milk chocolate. My wife's actually allergic to soy, and we've been eating a brand called Theo, and it is so
1: <laughs> good. But sorry, different topic, different day. What else am I tasting in here? Because this is really a bit of bitterness. The bitterness is definitely supporting the sweetness. Um, so, this is, this has a distinct sweetness. You know, there's a lot of caramel notes and coffee notes to it, but those hops are very present to balance out that bitterness. Now, when we had the IPA, the bitterness lingered a little bit longer and was a bit more pronounced. We've decreased the IBUs, international bittering units. That's how we measure hops and bitterness on your palate. Is that actually a thing, international bittering oh, units? Yeah. I yeah. love that. There's uh, multiple people right now spending entire PhDs on IBUs. It's awesome. Uh, I don't speak code. You don't speak IBU, equally as relevant. <laughs> I'm going to do the,
0: uh, the the burp that yes. comes along with drinking some beer or something. What, what is that? Is that yep. all the carbonation? It's carbonation. And so is more carb- like less carbonated Would I burp less? No. Yes. <laughs> I don't
1: know. I'm not a doctor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's next for Sunitas?
1: What's next for Sunitas? Great question. And this is the hottest topic of the founders, the manager meetings, and what i 'm driving for right now, and it's next round of capital. Where is it coming from? How are we doing it? Why are we doing it? Um, when we plan for that capital, is Colorado the right place
0: for that capital
1: to Meaning acquire is, is there,
0: it? are there people here that understand it? yeah, like do people understand what you're doing in that next yes. level? there
1: are um, it's being in craft beer. Money is exciting right now, and some of us think that there may be another economic shift is it in the our future. That people like exactly. attaching exactly. themselves to
0: the, the fact that this is a manufactured thing. It's I can drink sexy. It. I feel good. It smells it's good. It's sexy.
1: You can touch it. You can understand it. You can sit down in a bar and consume. And the news helps. Like breweries are getting sold money's moving hands and people are making money. What keeps you up? Uh, employee satisfaction and happiness, cash flow, and just like whatever panic from today. What do you want our audience to kind of know? I, I think that I am I'm here today to speak about our brand and to try and convince one person that we're doing cool things. And you should check us out, you know? Make a decision when you grab a six pack. Thank you so much for coming. Cheers.
0: If you enjoyed the podcast today, please head over to iTunes and give us a positive rating and review. And remember, our goal with this program is to keep you informed of the amazing founders, teams, and mentors that make up our fantastic entrepreneurial ecosystem. I also want to send a big hug and a special thank you to all the people who host, organize, and help. Thank you, and we'll see you around town.